This episode is brought to you by Wagon Train Chicken Jerky Tenders Dog Treats. Hot dogs! Now we here at the Fergus Live Live Podcast are very much a pro-dogs podcast, and we love our furry friends. Now anybody with a dog, or maybe even somebody that's temporarily dog-sitting for somebody else, they know how much fun it is to give a dog a treat and watch them slobber all over it and go crazy with pure joy. (laughs) Made from 100% organic ingredients, these chicken jerky treats are healthy snacks and rewards for your good boy or good girl at home. These treats are so tasty, in fact, that even humans could pop open a bag and enjoy a few pieces. Now, I just want to clarify something here. I've never eaten dog treats before, but I've heard several people recently say that they've either accidentally or even purposely eaten dog treats just like this chicken jerky. You don't believe me? Well, here are a few words from one satisfied customer. I will say this is by far the the best. There's nothing like it, so. Now, after hearing that... How could you not head out to your local pet store right now to buy a bag of Wagon Train Chicken Jerky Tenders dog treats? And don't forget to use the promo code. You know what dog food tastes like? It tastes just like it smells. Delicious. At the checkout counter to receive a high five from the cashier. And now, let's start the show. There's <laughs> nothing a little music can't help. What is up, guys? We are here live at the Lakewood Ranch Medical Center. This is the Bry Guy. We're in the heart of Lakewood Ranch, Florida for a truly special day for our friends Brandon and Aaron Hentrich as Aaron is just moments away from giving birth to their baby girl and first child. What do you guys say we uh, say we poke our head in here for, uh, for a quick peek at the miracle of childbirth? Let's take a look. Give her the epidural, okay? Give it to her now. I'll make sure it doesn't come out. I'll, I'll stop pushing. We have time. Please, Just do it, please. please. I'm sorry, we have no time. God, I feel everything! Oh my God, it's happening! Okay, maybe we can take it down just a little. I think you're gonna screw the other pregnant women. Can you fucking kidding me? Okay. Are you kidding me? Okay, it's crowning. I'm seeing that. Shouldn't have gone in there. Well, the time is 2.40 p.m. Sunday, May 27th, 2018. Welcome to the world. Double H, Harper Hentrich. Congrats, Brando and Aaron. I'm going to go wash my eyes out now. All right, everybody, welcome to episode 10 of the Ferg's Live Live Podcast. It's your boy Brando here. I'm with my main man, Paulie D's Nuts. What up, dude? Everybody, 
So, uh, Brando, uh, quick congratulations, uh, bringing a baby girl into the world. Um, you know, I think you realize it now, but I sent our producer, Bry Guy, down to the hospital to come see what was going on. And, um, you know, poor guy, uh, I think it changed his life. <laughs> it's so, like, it's funny that you're bringing that up because, like, right in the, I mean, obviously we were in the hospital for a couple of days, and, like, right in the moment of Aaron like about to give birth to our child i look up and i see bry's face just kind of like popping through the door and aaron absolutely lost it so i uh i didn't know that he was coming um i'm not sure exactly what he saw there but uh yeah i can i can understand why that's a game changer but uh you know thank you for for bringing that up buddy we couldn't be happier and uh we've got a wonderful little baby girl at home but Excited to get back on the podcast, get back in the swing of things here, and uh, have some fun, bud. Yeah, and uh, thank you for uh, purposely scheduling your childbirth around our hockey schedule. We had a bye last week for Memorial Day, and you're like, hey, that's a good time. On Sunday, we'll just have our kids. So uh, we all appreciate that on the team. You didn't miss a game, didn't miss a beat. It's funny. A lot of you guys thought I was going to be retiring, and then, uh, you know, joke's on you, boys. I'm here for the long haul, and, uh, you know, looking forward to another championship, boys. And, uh, yeah, so we got a lot to catch up on, man, and let's talk about that last little beer league game that we played in. Yeah, today uh, today we're just going to talk about and, and, you know, one of the reasons we have this podcast is because these are the same conversations Brandon and I pretty much have anyway. So we're like, why don't we just record them and have everybody enjoy them? But we're going to talk about um, – you know, our last beer league game, uh, getting us in the first place, starting the playoffs. We're going to spend some good time talking about the cup last night. Holy shit. Um, always love seeing the cup come out um, and hockey season's over, which is a little sad. And then we're going to bring in our buddy uh, James Bowen, Bo Daddy, J-Bo, or sometimes now known as Bobo. Bobo. <laughs> for our fun guest today and, uh, you know, do our thing. So let's, let's start off, Brando. Here we go. So... Monday, you know, first game back after a few weeks uh, break, I feel like. Um, we uh, we had to play winner's circle, and in order to uh, lock in first place going into playoffs, we needed the W, and we got it. Um, and, it and why is it so important to get first place, Brandon? Tell us. <laughs> son, first seed, you get to wear whatever color jerseys you want, and uh, our black jerseys are clutch. And the other teams that will probably be uh, facing off in the uh, finals with, uh, they also have black jerseys. So now those scrubs are going to be forced to wear a uh, alternate jersey or a jersey from the rink or something. And just uh, you know, we just look good. We just look good in the black jerseys, man. So we're ready to go out there and uh, and get the dub. It, it's always great seeing these other teams we play wear these crappy house jerseys as we just demoralize them, especially when we sometimes let them get completely dressed, get in the warm-ups, and both teams have black on, and we're like, hey, buddy, we're first place. That means you have to change. That's always the best thing. Yeah, right in the middle of warm-ups, <laughs> sending them off the ice to go and get changed while we're still out there warming up. Yeah, that's uh, I mean, that's a veteran move right there. But, uh, yeah, we played winner's circle, more um, like winner's circle jerk. hey <laughs> <laughs> These clowns, man, they uh, they had to win the game in order to make playoffs. Uh, so they were definitely coming out uh, pretty hard uh, against us. And we came out pretty quick. I think uh, Mr. Brad Waldick started us off with the first Geno of the game, uh, that beauty. And then uh, I had back-to-back goals after that. A couple uh, low five-hole shots, low corner shots from me. And then Mr. Pauly D, you know, walk me through uh, uh, the kind of the situation that we got ourselves into right before he scored that goal. 
Well, the situation is really our own fault. Um, we've kind of been at it the past couple games because of all the, the cup and playoff games. You know, we bring our phone on the bench. We're watching some games. We're watching before and after. Um, they probably were playing 100% for their lives. We're probably playing 50%. And to our fault, we kind of let our lead slip away, and they tied the game up with us. And so 15 seconds after they tied it, I figured I had to go out there and break the tie, which uh, Brad sent me an amazing pass put it up far side, top corner, and then we kept cruising. They did go ahead and tie it up again on us, and then Brad Waldick, oh, my God, had this power move. He had, like, three guys on his back. He had guys falling around. Everyone just, like, gravitates towards him, and he somehow still threw it in far side, just made the goalie fall over. And uh, once again, when they tied up, he scored 15 seconds later. So they really barely had the lead, or barely uh, – they never had the lead. They barely were chasing us the whole time. And best part is, again, you know, the whole season we, as a team, obviously locked in first place there. We have the least amount of penalty minutes uh, in the league. We have the least uh, amount of goals against in the league. So I think overall, man, just a stellar regular season, first place going into playoffs here. And uh, we play the uh, Bombers um, on Monday, 7 o'clock for the first round. And the Beer Hawks play the good old uh, Zeppelins, right? That's right. So last season we had to play uh, the Zeppelins in the finals. We beat them six nothing. It was uh, actually the same matchup between those two teams. The Zeppelins upset the Beer Hawks and went into the finals. So that'll be a, a pretty interesting game to see. Uh, hopefully, who we meet in the finals. I shouldn't say hopefully. I'll just say for sure who we're going to meet in the finals. One of those two. Yeah, and I would be excited to play the Beer Hawks this year in the finals and just put them away because we did lose a championship match to them two seasons ago. And uh, it would be nice to get a little bit of revenge and be pretty much undisputed champs back-to-back if we can pull it off. Well, buddy, I mean, I could barely even sleep last night after watching that game because, I mean, to see Ovi finally raise that cup and, you know, just hearing, uh, you know, these guys talk about how special it is to win the cup and thinking about how amazing it must have been last night to not only win the cup in Vegas, but apparently they stayed in Vegas last night. So, uh, wow. I mean, can you imagine the tilt that those boys went on after the game, dude? They probably, they're, they're still up partying as we speak. Yeah, and, and hell of a game five. I mean, Vegas put up a really good fight. You know, they went from behind to get the lead, and they just couldn't hold on to it. I mean, Washington was the better team. They deserved the win because they showed it. But it, it was it was a heck of a game. It was an intense game, lots of hitting. Um, There's some good scraps on there for a game five. It almost felt like a game seven, to be honest with you, because it was that do-or-die fashion. Um, I always love... Watching the cup come out, I've watched the Stanley Cup be raised, I want to say, every single year since 1994, regardless of what team. Because, you know, yeah, I mean, I'm a huge Lightning fan. I love it. But at the end of the day, I'm a hockey fan. And I love the NHL and the sport. And regardless of who wins, I, I just appreciate that and want to see that as well because, you know, the sport is where we're, why we're all here. Yeah, very well said, man. You have to give Washington credit, dude. I heard uh, I heard a stat that they were the first team, or maybe like second team ever, um, since the history of the NHL that has won every series in this playoffs, and they were always behind after the first game, or at least after the first game. So they always were behind in the series, and they fought their way back. And uh, I mean, obviously, rolling four straight wins after that first Vegas win. Um, sealed the deal for them so I mean dude they were just playing spot on man the depth scoring that they had defense I mean just suffocating smothering 
that Vegas speed, um, much like they did to Tampa and, and other teams throughout the whole playoffs, man. But, I mean, you got to hand it to them. They, you know, a lot, not a lot of people thought that they were going to make a run. And here they are, buddy, raising the cup at the end of the year. So, fuck. Well, and it just goes to show you on paper, um, it's not always maybe the best team on paper because everyone who analyzed the Capitals are like, oh, they're not as deep. After you get past their first two lines, they're not as deep. After you look at, you know, Carlson defense, they're not as deep. But it's not always as, you know, the depth or the skill or the stats of the regular season. I mean, these guys have said it again and again last night. They all joined together as a family. They all bonded. They had momentum. They had a lot of things going right mentally and just emotionally. And sometimes you just need some puck luck. You got to be on a roll. You just got to be feeling it with your boys. And that can make all the difference regardless. So that's, that's hockey right there in a nutshell. I mean, if you compare the two teams, you know, Washington, Vegas, I mean, Vegas had a, a, it seemed like a much easier time getting to the finals. Washington really battling, playing, uh, you know, definitely a lot more games than Vegas did. So going into the finals, you think maybe, you know, Vegas has a little bit of extra rest, that they're ready, they're going to have the energy, but Washington just never slowed it down, man. They just kept going. Uh, you know, I can't imagine how, how much uh, smelling salts and cocaine they did to keep that all <laughs> keep that all together and going, man. But, uh, yeah, again, you know, just seeing Ovi smile with that, that front tooth that he's got, like three-quarters of it missing, and he's just screaming like an animal out there, like – just pure passion and love for the game like put yourself in his shoes like growing up in Russia playing always being one of the best players and obviously one of the best goal scorers of our generation but never being able to make it not even to the finals alone but when you do continuing to score goals producing for your team being a leader being a captain and that boy raising the cup man I was like goosebump city dude Locke and I were watching the game together last night man we were hugging each other. It was beautiful. We were crying. I'm not even a Capitals fan, but I'm an Ovechkin fan, and uh, that was just such a, such a cool thing to see, man. Yeah, and honestly, like we've all watched him over the years. He's been in the season for uh, in the league for 13 years. He's really matured. You know, he used to be you know a little bit cockier, um, a little bit snobbier. You know, some of the Russian guys aren't as social, and he just kind of the past couple seasons, he's just been like a big kid out there. He's smiling. He's like the most supportive guy on a team. I mean, he'll throw the big hits. He'll make the big shots. And in this series, he just all playoffs actually just clutch on the goals. So. You know, it, it seemed like he matured as a player and really had what it took to be a captain. I really got – it got me a little emotional when, you know, they all held the cup and they all came out. And, you know, basically after they all went through each guy in a team, he's like, hey, everyone, we're going to do a lap together as a team. And uh, that was pretty awesome to see them as a group. You know, he had the cup holding it. Everyone's behind him. They did a big lap around, you know, the whole rink together. So, Especially when uh, – I mean, obviously – you always wonder, like, who is the captain going to hand the cup over to, you know, to the next person. It usually goes to, you know, some sort of a veteran that, you know, hasn't won the cup yet, you know, somebody that's really close. And, I mean, talk about the dynamic duo of Backstrom and Ovechkin, you know, one of the best playmakers and one of the best snipers in the league. For him to pass that off, dude, like, that must have just been, like, the coolest feeling in the world. Just be like, man, we finally fucking did it. Yeah, I mean, they're, they're both drafted – Drafted by Washington, they've been there forever, you know, as two premier players. So it, it was cool to see them share that together. And I'm also excited as well that they won it because, you know, if they didn't win it, you know, the chances of Ovi getting traded towards the end of his career, which he's about to go into soon, are pretty high. But because they won it, there's a good chance Ovi will stay with Washington forever. And 
I think the days of these athletes staying with the same team their whole career, I like to bring them back. I mean, maybe I'm just an older guy in that in that sense, you know, a little old time hockey. But so many guys are getting tossed around towards the end of their season, trying to get on a cup run, and nothing wrong with that. You know, you saw Ray Bork go to the Avs. You saw different players like that. But to see someone like Stevie I do his whole career out in you know in Detroit, to see someone like Lemieux do his whole career out in Pittsburgh, it's just we're not seeing that as much in the 2018 the new NHL and maybe we could still continue to see that and not a lot of people realize you, you brought up Stevie Y God bless that man um, I don't know exactly how many years it took him to win a cup with Detroit but Detroit was horrible for probably at least his first 10 seasons I would say and then he goes out and wins I think three cups is what Iserman ended up with but it probably took him you know over 10 seasons to make it but when you think of Iserman you think of Hall of Famer, you think of somebody that, um, you know, is one of the best ever. And for him to not have success, kind of like Ovi, um, being such a dynamic goal scorer and never really making it to the cup, I mean, now people can finally look back and be like, that motherfucker did it, dude. Yeah. So thank God he did, man, because he has definitely earned it, man. Um, did you notice, uh, first of all, Brad guys texting us last night after the game asking, uh, when they're going to bring out the Conn Smythe trophy, <laughs> like two hours after they already gave it to Ovechkin. He, he must have blacked out or something there. But, yeah, I mean, I, and I think Ovechkin deserved it. Kuznetsov had more points. Holby played great. But, I mean, come on, the big captain there. And he really played like a true captain. So I was really happy he did, he got it. Yeah, I was kind of – I mean, it's the same thing like last year. You know, Malkin had more points than Crosby in playoffs, but they gave the Conn Smythe to Crosby. And – um, it was just like the perfect little storybook ending. But did you notice, um, I think I saw online this morning that uh, I didn't notice when I was watching it last night, but when they gave him the Conn Smythe, he basically like didn't even raise the trophy. He looked at his team and basically mouthed like, you guys are the MVPs. And then he just like passed off the trophy to somebody. I don't know if he was like a you know team representative or owner or coach, whoever the hell it was. He was pretty much like, thank you for the trophy. That's awesome. Uh, let's bring out the cup. Oh, yeah. absolutely. Yeah, I noticed that. I mean, he, he was appreciative. He acknowledged it, but he was ready to hand it off and get to the, the real thing, which was the cup. So did you watch the whole skate around of everyone? No, I for sure wanted to watch uh, Ovi, Backstrom, uh, some of the big boys. I think the last guy I saw was maybe Oshi or Holpe. So I saw like the first like five, six, seven main guys. And then, uh, like I said, Locke was over watching the game last night, so he was uh, making the drive back to St. Pete, and uh, he was piecing out, so we kind of turned off the TV, and, and that was it for us. So, Yeah, they switched back from NBC to NBC Sports Center, and then they um, they passed it off. It, it was cool seeing you know, a vet like Jay Beagle get it, and then as they passed it around, uh, everyone did it. Then they had the five guys, um, four or five guys that were scratches that were dressed out and came. They got a chance to hold the cup, which was cool then. I mean, hell. Yeah, they got along there for the ride. They got their name on the cup. Why not? Um, and then Ovi got everyone, and I said, brought them around the ice. And then at that point, I don't know if you noticed, but that's when those titties came out. Did you, did you oh, see those? Let's talk about them titties. <laughs> uh, yeah, I, I think that girl's going to be uh, famous. I mean, she's probably some sort of prostitute in Vegas there. And uh, I think the best part was, who was it? Um, Burkowski and uh, Kempney, I think, were... Uh, like totally saw her titties smashed up against the glass there and they were like pointing and kind of like <laughs> laughing at it and like really acknowledging it. So if you go back and look, uh, look at that clip when that girl um, pushing her titties up for the boys there, it's just funny how like the hockey boys, you know, 
they shouldn't have their eyes focused on the cup and skating around, but they're all like, oh, shit, titties, dude. I mean, you cannot look away from titties. Let's just be honest here. Um, so the rumor is, um, or wait, I don't know if it's confirmed or not, but it might be uh, Mia Khalifa. I don't know if you know who she is. She is a porn star, or ex-porn star, I should say. And she's a huge Capitals fan. She's also known for sitting on the glass a lot, and she has a huge crush on Andre Burakovsky. Um, so that was not Mia Khalifa. No way. I don't know, man. Dark hair. Yeah, Mia Khalifa is like uh, like Arabic looking though. She's tan. <laughs> mm, I don't know. I think I'm, I've seen a video of her wearing uh, one of those hajibs one time. So uh, do your research, buddy. Yeah, uh, go back on Pornhub and then you let me know. All right. Okay. <laughs> Maybe we should live stream a little Pornhub yeah. watch and uh, do some research for the boys. You know, for the boys. For the boys, of course. Yeah, research. <laughs> but uh, yeah, man, I mean, what a way to end it. And uh, I was a little upset. Never got to see. Uh, Big uh, bad boy Reeves, a super heavyweight, uh, really go after Wilson and go toe-to-toe with them. He, he was scratched last night. Um, yeah, Tatar. My boy Tatar came in the lineup. Played huge. Tatar was fighting for his career last night, and he did well. Yeah, he actually, I feel like the puck was really following him around. He scored that goal. Um, he also messed up on a couple plays, over-stick handled, and kind of got himself... Uh, you know, uh, out of position. But at the end of the game, he was out there. He had chances. Uh, good to see uh, Red Wings boy out there as well. But, uh, you know, obviously came up short, and, you know, here we are. Yeah, you know, another thing to, to touch on Tom Wilson, because everyone's talking about Tom Wilson um, right now. It, it's interesting because, you know, hockey, uh, old-time hockey used to be, you know, big guys clutch and grab. Everyone's hitting everyone. You can't get away with the speed game. And then the speed game has really come out the past, you know, half a decade decade or so where everyone is fast you can't touch anyone you can't tap their hands anymore you can't do this stuff and then you have a guy like tom wilson who's out there just pretty much unchecked for a lot of these series and he's just doing what he wants hitting everyone um he makes you wonder if maybe we're going to start swinging the pendulum back to the other side where maybe teams start toughening back up a little again um a little bit again so that someone like tom wilson just doesn't wreak havoc on every team i mean they had reeves he wasn't really able to be effective for some reason him and tom wilson didn't cancel each other out tom wilson still seemed to get the better of the series but you know um, winnipeg had bufflin i mean maybe it's maybe the tough guys are coming back what do you think i think it's going to be like I mean, yeah, you're you're definitely right about the speed game. You know, like these these little guys um, kind of run around out there. You know, Patrick Kane, Johnny Goudreau. You know, you would think that they're like five foot seven, hundred and sixty pounds, soaking wet. That they should just be getting destroyed out there. But they're so quick, they're so agile. You can't use your sticks to slow them down anymore. So, really, it's hard to line these guys up and, and really smash them. And Tom Wilson is uh, an absolute stud at that. You know, he's. He's out there for blood. The thing is about Tom Wilson is that he can skate. He's big. He's fast. Um, he's got you know pretty decent hockey skills. So there's going to be more of I think like a like a hybrid style of players coming in the NHL where you have the size, but you also have the speed, the strength, the puck protection, and the ability to score goals. So I mean, it's. Basically, you want to be in the NHL, you got to have some wheels underneath you. And if you don't, you better have, you know, the best hands in the league. Somebody like Backstrom with uh, with his playmaking ability or even like a John Tavares, 
Um, not the fastest guy in the world, but still one of the best players in the world just because of his hockey IQ and understanding the game. You know, you have to bring some sort of a different factor to it. But I think that the big boys are going to start making a comeback, but they've got to be able to skate. That's it. Yeah, and you wonder if that kind of stuff changes the series. I mean, he had that huge hit on Marshall Salt, who, you know, didn't miss any time. But, you know, was he mentally all there? Was he playing as good as he could have been the past couple of games? Maybe that changed the series. You know, William Carlson hell of a regular season he seemed pretty ineffective you know and I was he afraid of being hit out there was he injured you don't know there's a lot of little things I mean we could go back I mean from all the posts that got hit all these close chances and what a what a, you know, those last two goals what a way to finish a game I mean just some some really some good puck luck for Washington last night but that's the way the series went let's I mean good for Vegas for making it this far I've always been very anti-Vegas all season um it's I just I don't like things that I don't understand and I didn't I still don't understand how they made it that far and why they were that good and I think kind of looking forward at Vegas um, if anything what they did is they established themselves as uh, a very good hockey town for for free agents and people to go and sign there and you know be their superstars because that was their real issues that they don't have those game breakers they don't have those superstars besides you know Mark andre Fleury and Nett who wasn't playing his finest um, in the finals but you know when you're playing against somebody like Washington with the power play that dangerous it's hard to have a good save percentage when they're just picking you apart like that but I mean looking at Vegas's future now I mean you got players like John Tavares, you got players like Eric Carlson coming up in free agency, even you know John Carlson I wouldn't say is so much of a superstar like those two, but some big names coming up, um, Oliver ekman Larson, Drew Doughty, I mean you name it, these boys might look at Vegas and be like, this place could be fucking legit to play some hockey in. Yeah, and they have the cap space to make some moves. Um, it, it makes you wonder how the next couple of seasons are going to go because you know out of the gate, the expectations are real high now for them to get as far as they are for next season. I mean, there's only one way to go, and that's down. Um, will their fans be fair weather and turn on them if they don't make the playoffs next season or get bounced out the first round? I mean, do their fans think they're going to make these runs every single time, or will they actually make another long run like this again? You know, we've had teams, you know, make it to the cup two years in a row. So I don't, it'll be interesting to see what happens. You know, is this a Cinderella story, or is this the real deal? And honestly, that's all going to – well said. Man. <laughs> you looked at me and smiled like I just fucking killed that. Well, I wanted you to just say James Neal after I said real deal, but you didn't. <laughs> I, I know. I wanted to, but I, I didn't want to steal your thunder, buddy. That was, that was very well said. Um, honestly, man, it's going to be a, a, a pretty cool uh, off season here. we got the draft and everything coming up too, so I'm sure we'll have an epi coming out right before the draft to kind of look at some of these – Young studs coming in the leagues. So we got a couple game changers coming in, man. Especially that Rasmus Stalin, who's who will be going to Buffalo. Fucking that sucks. But uh, Jack Eichel and Rasmus Stalin playing together. That's gonna be a lot of fun, man. But yeah, it'll be interesting to see. You know what teams make these free agent signings? Uh, any trades that will go down? Let's do something crazy right off the cuff here, buddy. I mean, we just finished. We just watched Washington win the cup. Tell me right now who's gonna win the cup next year? Oh God. On the spot, buddy. On the spot. You can be biased to your hometown I mean, boys if you want. I mean, I'm going to say Tampa Bay, but, it, it, you know, it's such a crapshoot when you get to the playoffs. I, I mean, know. So I know. It, maybe I'll, you know, the Vegas odds are going to be crappy for Tampa Bay anyway, so there's no point in putting the bet on. I know uh, Bry Guy, 
I think what five years ago we we placed a bet on Tampa winning the cup and it was like I don't know ten to one or twenty to one something something kind of crazy and they almost had a shot when they had that run against Chicago because we just didn't think they'd go far. So, damn. Um, real quick, when the touch whoa, whoa, ball, whoa. you don't want to ask me who's going to win the cup next year? No. Okay. No. <laughs> All right. <laughs> uh, Detroit Red Wings. So sorry. Go ahead. Okay, we could have skipped that. <laughs> I want to touch on one thing with these uh, Russian players. You know, you had um, Ovechkin playing out of his mind. I don't know if you saw him catch uh, Bellamere last night on that breakaway. Um, I've never seen Ovechkin skate so fast. You have Kuznetsov, who is just ridiculous, you know, setting up plays and playing out of his mind. Orlov played really well. Burkowski played really well. You got a number of Russians on this team. You think they're on the Russian gas? Uh, yeah, they all are on the Russian cast, obviously. <laughs> uh, I think um, they were joking around that uh, Putin was going to give them their, their credit card to just go out in Vegas tonight, and they were saying uh, it would be the first time that Putin's uh, credit card ever got maxed out or declined or something <laughs> like that because these boys are about to go full tilt in Vegas after winning the cup, man. I'm telling you, dude. Uh, God, I wish I was there with them. I mean, if they're on the gas, I mean, do you see these guys declining next year? Do you think this is, you know, all in the big push that happens and maybe these guys are going to drop off a little bit or what are your thoughts i think a player like kuznetsov is really an up-and-coming uh superstar in the league so i think he'll definitely maintain his uh dominance um you know obviously leading the playoffs and scoring um and, and total points is not an easy feat but you know he just has that extra gear it looks like i mean he's just so good with the puck and so good with his protection and understanding the play i think you know, if he plays a little bit of more time with uh, with Ovi, he can be like basically another backstrom out there, setting up Ovi for those one timers and stuff. So I think Ovi and uh, Kuznetsov are gonna are gonna be a couple of little terrorists in the league next year and definitely uh, be up there, probably 80, 90 plus points for sure. Um, I mean, Burkowski and Orloff, you know, not really household names, but good players in their own, uh, you know, to their own regards, but. Uh, I don't know, man. I mean, I think Ovi will still put up forty plus goals next season. Yeah, he still has he still has it for a few more seasons. And uh, fun little fact about um, Kuznetsov, you know, as I've been watching for a number of years, he used to be my fantasy stud, and then I sent him back the draft. Big mistake on my part. Um, when the guy came over to uh, America, he actually learned English by watching the show Shameless. I don't know if you've ever seen that show, but if you're uh-huh. learning if you're learning English off that show. That's pretty freaking hilarious. Um, it's on Netflix. It's about a white trash family in Chicago, and it's it's pretty good. So this episode is brought to you by Shameless. On <laughs> <laughs> well, I think that's gonna do it, boys. We are going to uh, bring in our guest who's calling in. We have uh, Mr. James Bowen, and we're gonna have our other buddy uh, Sensei Walshy bring in uh, the introduction for him. Nothing better than a little bit of a Sensei Walsh's deep thoughts to really blow our minds and get us ready for a, a beautiful interview with a beautiful man in James Bowen. So buckle your seatbelts, boys. Clear your minds. Here comes Sensei Walsh. Sensei Walsh here with a fucking mind boggler right here, boys. 
So, um, if you sweat while wearing a sweater, aren't you the sweater? Think about that shit. And get at me! Woo! And that was Deep Thoughts with Sensei Walsh. How you doing, buddy? <laughs> Good, man. How are you guys? I'm doing great, well, man. man. What's up, you onion chopper? <laughs> <laughs> oh, God. For the record, boys, we uh, we lost connection with James, and he had all these funny things to say, but we're not going to use any of those, so now he just had the lamest introduction of any guest that we've ever had. Take two. <laughs> Pretty much. Hey, you, you only get one shot, right? That's it. That's hey, all That's all you guys got. Well, listen, boys, I, you know, I, I just want to start things off by again saying, J-Bo, we're very excited to have you on here. We've, uh, you know, we've, we've had you as our number one attendee that's been in uh, semi-retirement uh, after having a kid and, and working hard. But, uh, you know, we pull you into the games when we need you and you always produce for us and win championships and uh, you don't really have to do any work. So it, I think it's a, a great situation for everybody involved. I was going to say, it's kind of a win-win situation here. You know, I don't have to deal with any of that regular season bullshit and uh, just go straight to the championship games where it really matters. And uh <laughs> seems to be working out because it's definitely stocked up my uh, my closet for sure. <laughs> I love it. I love it. Well, hey, man, let's let's start this off by uh, why don't you give us a quick little rundown of the, the life of Bo Daddy, where you grew up playing hockey and how'd you how'd you make your way down to Florida? Oh man, life of Bo Daddy. Um, you know, it started off growing up in Michigan. Um, grew up in Brighton, and about half hour north of Ann Arbor, and about half hour forty five minutes east of uh, Detroit. For those of you that don't know, um, kind of grew up there. Started playing hockey when I was five, and uh, I think I played maybe one, maybe two seasons of uh, you know as a defenseman, and then just kind of started in goal and that's kind of where it, it went from there and nobody uh nobody else wanted to play goal and all the parents are goal because I was uh, able to do the splits and at that time nobody could lift the puck so basically I'd get a shutout about 82 games in a row so big, you know I, I would I would have never guessed that. I would have thought you would have been a goalie your whole life because uh you know it's no secret goalies are special breed of guys they're all a bunch of weirdos and uh you, you know, did you just one day when you switched to goalie just get weird, or were you always weird and just playing defense, which was just not a good fit? Doesn't matter how many goals you know you guys can score. Sometimes it's uh, it just won't won't matter. <laughs> I don't even know what the fuck you just said right there, but <laughs> I'm gonna just continue with Paul's, Paul's comment about you being weird as fuck and you can't even talk on the phone right now so that just goes to, goes to show yeah, how I, I weird the motherfucker he, is he just avoided the question just gave me some answer it made no sense <laughs> okay so it's, it's mess with your mind isn't it so so let me let me continue this boys and we'll, we'll get this going here so so uh, you, you know you started playing that and then uh What'd you play? Travel, high school? Where'd you go after that? Uh, let's see. I went, uh, played travel for basically until I think, junior year of uh, high school. And then at 
that point played uh, played for Brighton. Um, played my senior year on the varsity team, and then uh, decided to uh, take my talents up to to Central Michigan. So um, at that point, that's kind of when I uh, I met the infamous Brando. You know, starting off, he was a he's a second year and kind of took me under his wing that first year. And you know, I have many uh, remember many nights over at his uh, his apartments just getting blacked out with uh, just tall boys and the, uh, the stench of weed in his apartments all the time from his other uh, roommate, Polly. Yeah, that's right. So, <laughs> not not so me. Different Polly, yeah. everyone. <laughs> yeah, not Polly. It's a different Polly, but uh, very much a, a big time weed smoker. And Bodet and I didn't really partake uh, back in the day. Um, so we uh, we indulged in our in our tall boys and Canada House whiskey, five dollars a bottle. Not a big deal. Oh, Canada House! I think my gut is still like just has holes in it from that stuff. But <laughs> so yeah, after uh, after college and playing there for a couple years, then we uh, decided to try out uh, coaching and coach the uh, women's team up there for a season. And uh, then after that, just went to straight to beer leagues, went to the uh, the big league. And uh, then Brando and Aaron actually moved down to Florida the year before I uh, got out of college and. I decided, hey, I'm going to go down to Florida for spring break. And um, let's see, I think Brando told me, uh, hey, I got to move down there. I got to move down there. It's awesome down there. All right, give me a job. So uh, he said, you know, done. And like five minutes later, I got a text or a call from uh, good old Patrick Calloway saying, hey, I got your uh, your message from Brando and got you an interview for uh, next week when you come down. So. Ended up coming down, and they're already already scouting me, and to uh, take over for uh, the old Flyers goalie. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I think multiple Flyers goalies actually. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so did that, and then uh, ended up getting the job right on uh, spring break, and then uh, moved down. And then <laughs> rest was history at that point. Yeah. yeah of that too uh which always cracked me up i mean those guys that worked at that company which we won't name uh pat and bryce those guys uh they love to bring in people because they got big bonuses every time they recruited someone so they are constantly like hey you want to come work for us you know anybody you have any friends and so brandon's like i got a friend uh he'll come play goalie if he can work for us. like bring him down we'll we'll, uh, we'll we'll sign him up and then uh it was brandon's like all right we're gonna bring him down for an audition let's get him to sub in for a, a, a game and goal which he did and then when you left, we all had a little conference like, hey, do you want to keep this guy around? He's not too bad. And uh, he actually played much better than our current goalie at the time. So, and, and Brando really did the hard sell. He's like, listen, I got to get this guy down here. He's one of my best friends. I want to bring him down here. We got to make it happen. We have to basically make a roster spot to get him on. And we ruffled some feathers. We did. But um, it was all contingent upon you getting that job. So we sent you in and you know, no one really knew you and apparently you're smart enough to get the job. And so good job for that, man. <laughs> what can I say? I'm just, uh, I'm a, I'm a great closer. So <laughs> you give me the opportunity. I'll close for you. Well, I, I will. So Brando and I, cause he was teaching at the time, got out of work at like two thirty, and I work whenever I want. Cause 
do real estate, let's be honest. So him and I went and met at the bar at like three o'clock and you had your job interview and you dressed up in a suit like a monkey. And you came in, oh. <laughs> went to the suit and it, you had a big old beard. And it's like a 90 degree day in Florida and you're walking down Main Street to come meet us at the bar after your interview. And it's either like, you know, you got the job or you didn't. And if you got the job, we got you living here as a goalie. And if you didn't, you're heading back to Michigan and we're just at the bar waiting for you. And you walk in all sweat and you're like, looks like I got the job, guys. <laughs> that was the worst walk in my life. I swear to God, it was 190 degrees out. I'm in a full black suit, black sh- like shoes. I think the soles of my shoes were sticking to the uh, sidewalk as I was walking from down Main Street over to, to Evie's. And it was just horrible. Oh. <laughs> I, I pretty much remember after the interview, they were like, I don't know why the guy wore a suit. He could just wear polos and khakis. We gave him the job, too. <laughs> I learned that after. <laughs> after, so that, I, it was pretty funny. After I worked there, everybody that came in for an interview just wears full suits, and then they just feel like complete idiots <laughs> because everybody else is wearing flip flops and shorts and just just don't care about anything. Pretty much, it's a perfect work environment right there, buddy. Well, I'm glad everything worked out, man. You know, we uh, ever since I took you under my wing up there uh, in college and, and convinced you to come on down here, we got you a job. We got you a spot in the squad. Uh, and now, you, you know, you started a family down here. You guys got an awesome house and uh, we're just really happy for you, buddy. So we're looking forward to kind of uh, growing up together down here. And now that I got a kiddo as well, our kids are going to grow up, man. It's just, uh, it's really, I mean, like this is the kind of stuff that they make lifetime movies about, right? Oh, absolutely. I already had a couple of directors following me and asking me if they could use my life as a, as a movie script. So, well, yeah, right. considering. You, you know, you say that. I'm going to put you on the spot and ask you a question. If uh, if they were making a movie of the Ferg's team and uh, you were in it, who would you, who'd you want them to cast as uh, your actor? You have five seconds. I have five seconds? <laughs> yeah. Oh, um... Let's go Seth Rogen. <laughs> Seth Rogen. Oh, that's Bry guy, man. That's Bry's voice. You can't do that. I would have said Peter Dinklage. Uh, <laughs> hey, if you if that seems like better fit, I mean, I guess you could do that. Oh shit! You, you, that that goalie mask comes up. What actor do you want under that face? So. <laughs> oh, oh man! Beautiful, oh, man. beautiful. Um, I'll tell you, you know, we do, uh, most of all, even though you were kind of semi-retired, you only kind of fill us during emergency situations. You're like our emergency backup. Uh, I, I, I will say you are, you do participate pretty well on our mancation and guys weekends and still go out drinking with us when we get stuff going on. So, uh, you know, definitely uh, you're always going to be one of the boys and we appreciate you still coming out and joining us for those things. Oh yeah, I have to be. I mean, I love you guys and therefore we got to, Got to stay connected, right? Well, you know, I'm not gonna <laughs> fall off the face of the earth. That wouldn't be the, the whole time. I mean, that wouldn't be the first story of a of, of a guy fitting well with a team and then all of a sudden has a kid or moves away and you never hear from that guy for years. So we appreciate you still <laughs> keeping in the loop, man. That's true. We keep we keep Bo Daddy in the mix because uh, you know he steps up when we need him, and then may, maybe uh, maybe you'll you'll dust off the boots and come back in a little bit of a more full-time basis maybe even go back to your original status as a defenseman and get fucking crazy buddy you never know oh. <laughs> i think the last time i played defense was at uh at tourney when we were on the sons of liberty and 
around chugging yeah. beers as I'm on the ice. Yeah, but we also won that tournament, <laughs> motherfucker. So there we go. That is true. Well, hey, dude. Well, I, I, I know we're we're kind of running short on time here, so I want to jump into the uh, lightning round questions, and we'll we'll definitely have to have you back on to talk about some college stories and some other fun stuff that we didn't have time to talk about today. I mean, we we, we could have really made this like a four hour interview with. Uh, well, before, <laughs> Before you do, Brando, I gotta leave you a one Bowen story real quick. And, okay. And I'm gonna preference it by saying that Bowen is one of the best goalies I've played with. He is doesn't the guy doesn't warm up, but he makes amazing saves. Top tier goalie, really good. Um, so speaking of the Suns delivery, went on tourney. Uh, Brando, you weren't there for it, but James and Bryce and a bunch of the guys were. So went to this tourney down in Miami, and it was a long ass <laughs> car ride. We get there, and uh, we're ready. Just you know, we got the gear on, ready to go. First game, they score on the first four shots. <laughs> <of the journey. laughs> and, and pretty much Bryce and I had a couple of the guys look at each other and were like, it's going to be a long fucking weekend. And basically, we spent the rest of the weekend boozing at the strip club because that's how that weekend went. But I, I've never seen a goalie get four, sh- four shots, <laughs> four goals in the first four shots of the game. But that's our Bowen. <laughs> I like to make it challenging, you know. I, I, I didn't want to just walk away with the tournament, so therefore, you know, I wanted to make it, you know, wake you guys up too. Well, for the record, we did not walk away with that tournament. <laughs> <laughs> it was a good experience. Uh, say that good experience for everybody. <laughs> All right, let's kick off that lightning round. I guess I overestimated you guys. <laughs> a little bit. Let's kick off that lightning round, Brando. Oh, man, I got some great <laughs> questions for you. It's going to be mind-blowing. Are you ready, Bo Daddy? got ten questions. Oh, man, I don't know. I guess. Okay, buddy. Ten questions. And remember, you know, if you can't, uh, you know, there's no skipping questions or anything. Just say the first thing that comes to your mind. There's no wrong answers here, okay? Uh, Question number one, who is the best player ever to wear the Team Russia jersey? Team Russia jersey, that's Question number two, who is your personal favorite player of all time? Uh, let's go with, well, it depends. Uh, Ryan Miller before he uh, went to Vancouver. Okay, fair enough. Cool. Good answer. Uh, question know. number three: Who is the most underrated goalie currently playing in the NHL? Ooh, underrated. Wow, I would have said uh, Mrazek, but I, I don't think so anymore. <laughs> um, <laughs> I would say um, probably uh, Dubnik. Good answer. Wow. Good answer. Yeah. Question number four. You got to think about this one. Would you rather be a reverse centaur or a reverse mermaid? <laughs> a reverse centaur or a reverse Yeah, mermaid. so you know a centaur has like horse uh, legs and stuff on the bottom. Well, flip that. You'd have human legs with a horse, horse head. <laughs> and vice okay. versa. And a mermaid with a tail. You'd be like a fish top with legs. <laughs> uh, clearly. So it's basically, do I want to be a fish or do I want to be a horse? Just answer the question. Uh, let's go reverse um, mermaid for sure. Wow. And then I'll be a, I can go, go, you know, in the ocean. Horse uh, all the way. Yeah, yeah, horses go in the ocean too. Yeah. Lame. You guys play. <laughs> you guys killed the horse heads. Question number five. We're moving on. What's your favorite movie of all time? Favorite movie of all time, probably uh, Step Brothers. Oh, great movie. Hell yeah. Hell Question number six. Let's say you're a new addition to a crayon box. What color would you be and why? 
<laughs> what? <laughs> oh god! Who thought of these questions? <laughs> uh, new addition to a cram box. Um, man, that's that's a tough one. I don't even know where to begin with. Yeah, that sometimes one. they come up with like sassy names for the colors, so you don't have to give me a sassy name. But you just, you know, what color would you be? Um, I would be. Let me. Let's go with. Uh, a little bobo blue. A little bobo blue. That was amazing. <laughs> so, so you go a little bobo blue. Why would I be that? Uh, you know, I'm pretty. You know, blue is a is a cool color. So you know, I'm pretty cool, calm, collected most of the time. Uh, you know, every once in a while, you know, I can maybe change colors on you because it would be a, definitely a, a, a crayon that would change colors depending on the heat on outside. Whoa. You know, so. Uh, yeah, you, you've never seen that before. But uh, so yeah, I'd say a little Bobo Blue. What a, what an answer! Question number seven: Who would win, Deadpool and Wolverine? Oh damn, Deadpool and Wolverine. Oh shit. Um. Well, I guess you'd have to say Wolverine because then he could just regenerate every time. Okay, fair enough. I mean, Deadpool can't die, but <laughs> you know, not a big deal. Uh, question number. Well, maybe eight. you can Wolverine. A penguin walks into a room wearing a sombrero. What does it say to you? What does it say to me or what do I say to the little penguins? Uh, what does it say to you? Oh, uh... Oh, man. Where's the, where's the setting at? It doesn't matter. Just fucking say something. <laughs> oh, okay. <laughs> hey, how's, uh, how's the fish today? Beautiful. Well done. <laughs> Question number nine. Two more quick ones. Ready? Can you name three consecutive days without using the words Wednesday, Friday, or Saturday? Sunday, Monday, Tuesday. You're so smart. <laughs> Last question. Who has the biggest hog you've ever seen in the locker room? <laughs> <laughs> oh, that has to be Coca, for sure. <laughs> Duh. Jeez, no hesitation on that. <laughs> Uh, no, no uh, it's, it's it's the most obvious answer of the whole thing. Well, hey, well, Daddy, well done, man. That's that's ten ten out of ten correct. Uh, very good job, man. And like I said, we're gonna have you back on here uh, to get into some more details about our past together and some some other fun stories and whatnot. But uh, we we gotta cut the time short today. So we we loved having you on, buddy, and we look forward to having you on again. Absolutely, absolutely. Thank you guys for having me on. Uh, like I said, I got quite a bit of stories locked and loaded from the uh, good old college days, especially from the uh, the old creepy house with uh, you know our Halloween parties and our our ugly Christmas sweater parties. There's plenty of pictures of. So yeah, I'm looking forward to uh, to interview number two. So hopefully I can uh, get that entrance uh, going a little bit better. <laughs> yeah, definitely work on that. That's for sure, buddy. All right, good good having you, buddy. Take it easy, man. Absolutely. Take it easy, guys. Have you ever been stuck in life and need help getting out of a situation? Yep. We all have. At our jobs, in our housing, and sometimes even in relationships. That's why I'm excited to introduce to you an amazing service offered on breakup.com. That's right, people. Breakup.com. Let them do your dirty work for you. Log in. 
fill out a profile, answer a few simple questions, and this discreet service will effectively go and break up with your significant other so you don't have to. Let it go, let it go. How do they do it, you may ask? Each breakup is custom to your situation. Maybe it's sending a paid actor to personally dump your stage five clinger from the last weekend. Or maybe it's as blunt as throwing a brick through a window with a note attached to it to scare them off. Or maybe in an extreme case, Check it out, extreme cheddar! Breakup.com has to change your locks, move you out of your apartment, change your phone numbers, passport, and your job so you won't be tracked, but they will do it. You could even hire them for a friend. I'm sure we all have a guy in our squad that is in a bad situation and needs help cutting the cord. Well, the days of turning to the saving Silverman strategies are in the past. Instead, pass a bucket around the locker room after a game and pay for the service for him so you could get your buddy back in action. This is 2018, guys. Why break up with someone when breakups.com can do it for you? First time users, plug in the promo code Damn it, mate! to get 20% off your first breakup. Marriages and situations with kids don't apply. Alrighty, well, another stellar interview by uh, one of our beer league boys, good old J Bo this week. Uh, you know, I had to cut things a little bit short with him this week, just a little, little time crunch, but I know that uh, him and I have a ton of more stories to go over with you boys uh, in the future and uh, from college, beer leagues, and everything like that. So I'm excited to get him back on, uh, you know, especially some of the other. Uh, interviews that we've had up to this point I would love to get you know some of the boys back on once we make our rounds and uh, and get everybody on at least once I'll tell you whenever we change uh, Bowen's name from J-Bo to Bo Daddy to Bobo I don't know when we did that but <laughs> much harder to take him seriously not that we really did before I will say quickly I'll, a shout out to uh, Reese because I know that he was the first one that said the the good old Bobo name on our last mancation here in Tampa. I don't remember what the context of the conversation was. I'm sure we were drunk, and uh, he probably just tried to say something and it slipped out as Bobo. But I was standing next to him when he said it, and you know, it's kind of funny how nicknames just kind of happen like that. Somebody will accidentally say something, then all of a sudden now Bobo's his new nickname. So I hope he likes it because it's it's gonna stick. <laughs> it's permanent. Especially a little Bobo Blue. That was a fantastic answer uh, to one of the crayon questions that I asked him, put him on the spot there. And uh, I especially liked going back to the actual interview. Um, I think, Polly, you asked him uh, out of the blue, you know, if, if he were in a movie, what actor would play him? And uh, do you remember what he said uh, originally was the actor? You know, I don't. I just remember you saying Peter Dinklage, and I can't get that out of my head. Or, or wait, he said Seth Rogen. That's oh, yeah, that's right, yeah, that's right. That's right. No way. Not even close. No. <laughs> they just, no. just say the beards doesn't mean they're the same person. <laughs> yeah, Seth Rogen, we all know, they sounds identical to Bry guys, so I would say if anybody, you know, I'd definitely go to Bry there. But, uh, yeah, Peter Dinklage for sure. For those of you guys that don't know what we look like, I mean, you know, just imagine Peter Dinklage. If you don't know who he is, he's uh, Tyrion Lannister on uh, on Game of Thrones. He's the uh, he's a dwarf, and uh, much like J-Bo, um, he's uh, yeah. So it just makes sense to me. Somehow he still covers the whole net. Um, you know. So speaking of that question, you know, in my mind, I could see a Ferg's live movie taking place. I mean, look at us. We're all studs. You know, we do well at the bar. We do well on the ice. We were at championship. I mean, who wouldn't want to watch a movie of us? I, I mean, it would sell tons. Um, if we were to do a Ferg's Live movie and cast us, you know, I'll ask you the same question, Brando. Who would uh, 
Who would you want cast in your spot if you had any say at all about this? Oh, man. It'd have to be an A-list actor, obviously. It couldn't be just obviously. some scrub. Yeah. Um, I mean, man, put me on the spot. Uh, well, I mean, I'm very good looking. Um, I think I'm I'm pretty witty. I'm pretty funny. Uh, I would... I would... Pumping a few tires there, bud. <laughs> <laughs> Not a big deal. Uh, how about somebody like uh, good old Deadpool himself, Ryan Reynolds, maybe? I feel like uh, maybe he, he would uh, fit my character pretty well. I could see that, you know, but are we talking about Ryan Reynolds from Deadpool with the burn face or <laughs> chick flick Ryan Reynolds or even two guys in the pizza place Ryan Reynolds back in the day? Just, uh, <laughs> I was thinking more along the lines of, uh, what was that one that he worked in the restaurant? He was a server. Oh, waiting. That was yes. awesome. Fantastic. Yeah. Add a red beard to him and then that's me. So I think that now, okay, well, if we're doing this, how about let me turn the question around on you, buddy, and I already have somebody in mind for you, and I think you already probably know who would play you anyways, but if we were to make a movie like this, who who do you think would uh, would play you? I mean, I get confused with A-list actors all the time, let's just be honest here, you know, um, from Bradley Cooper to Jake Gyllenhaal, I mean, the list goes on. Yeah, I'm but... the one pumping <laughs> tires over here. But I think everyone knows the obvious answer is um, Robert Downey Jr., guys. You know, and not just Robert Downey Jr. Robert Downey Jr. as Tony Stark um, is probably identical. I mean, we're we're pretty much the same person, except I don't have a light in my chest yet. <laughs> yet. But I mean, you know, the, you know, you have me, the leader of the Ferg's team, versus the leader of the Avengers. You know, we both you know do charities and drive sports cars and all kinds of things like that. Um, I don't know. I also did make an Iron Man costume out of hockey gear, like four years ago for Halloween and people still call me Tony Stark to this day so yeah we probably have the same look maybe we'll have to have um, and that's exactly who I had in mind as well and it's funny that you brought up Tony Stark I was thinking Robert Downey Jr. from uh, Tropic Thunder when he has a black face <laughs> no that wasn't your first one maybe we'll have uh, our, our western correspondent Jesse go over on the uh, Facebook post and, and, and put a picture of you from that Halloween costume because that was pretty clutch man I mean we're both around the same age and I could grow the same mustache goatee like perfectly which maybe I'll bring back next week for the boys for playoffs we'll see Ferde boys. Well, well. How about this? Let me let me tell you this. Yeah, I just it kind of popped in my head here. You know, I'm Ryan Reynolds. You're Robert Downey Jr. Clearly, Bowen. I, yeah. Sorry, Tony Stark. Uh, Bowen is uh, Peter Dinklage. What if we had to go through the rest of the Fergs boys? What if you know? Let's let's quickly run through our roster and just throw throw some throw some names out there. The first that come to mind. Yeah, I mean, we get picked up for a Fergs movie. It goes big. You know, who who's in the casting department? Who are they pulling? Um, yeah, let's go. Let's go through lines. You know, um, let's start with forwards. Well, how about how about since we we did J Bone already and he's our, our backup semi-retired goalie. Let's go. Let's start with Russler. Good old Russer, okay. our attendee, that bald-headed, <laughs> red-bearded beauty. Good God. Anybody that comes to mind? Um, you know, one person came to mind real quickly because, one, Russell's a Star Wars guy, and uh, we were just talking about the Han Solo movie the other day. I mean, red hair, bald head. I'd say Ron Howard. I mean, yeah, he's a little older, but Russell's an old soul. <laughs> Dude, that's fantastic. <laughs> I don't think that you could have picked anybody better for that. I hope that he uh, doesn't take offense to that at all. I mean, that's a, I think Ron Howard's perfect for him. Um, why don't we jump up to uh, forward lines? We already had you and you playing a line with uh, Waldick and Walshie. So um, 
funny thing. I feel like, I don't know if I said it on the podcast before, but I feel like I've already mentioned uh, Waldix before. He looks like, um, when, when Waldix used to have long hair, he kind of looks like uh, Macaulay Culkin, who, like, like nowadays Macaulay Culkin, like not prime time Home Alone style Macaulay Culkin. Like, he's got long hair, you know, does a lot of meth, that kind of thing. He looks exactly like Waldick <laughs> when he had long hair. Like, without the meth, of course. Sorry, Brett. I mean, I think Brad looks better than uh, strung out Macaulay Culkin, but that would be a good acting fill because Macaulay well, Culkin probably needs to work. I true, mean. true. What about Walshie? Who do you got? Walshie is hands down, without a doubt. The guy is James Franco. Let's just face it. Not only do they look similar, I mean, I feel like they talk and would, you know, Walsh is a little wild, like James Franco's a little wild card as well. So. A little Pineapple Express and, uh, of course, Brad Guy at Seth Rogen. That would fit in perfectly. Solid beards, yep. Okay, well, okay, getting over that other line. We already got Brad Guy, we said, with Seth Rogen. Then we got Reese and Eddie on that line. Um, Let's go with the Reeser. Reeser the Greaser. Yeah. That blonde beauty. What do you think? Reeser the Greaser Gremlin. And in his uh, Gremlin, I should say. In his uh, prime time, he pulled a lot of tail. He pulled a lot of rockets. Um, you know, he needs to be uh, one of those good-looking Hollywood guys. I don't know. Who do you think? I don't know. Maybe somebody like a uh, blonde-haired, good-looking guy. Um, what's his name from... Uh... God, what's that movie with Steve Carell and he's dating his daughter? God, it was a really good movie too. I forget. Oh, the guy, actor's name is uh, Ryan Gosling. Oh, oh, Mr. Notebook. <laughs> yeah, 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 Mr. Notebook. Yeah, you well, know, I'm gonna remember what the name of that movie is, but it's fantastic. Awesome. Yeah, I, I can see Reese doing. How about Eddie? Oh, Eddie being a Boston kid. I mean, that's all you need to hear. How about uh, go fucking uh, Wahlberg? Mark Wahlberg. No, hell no, Donnie Wahlberg. Oh, yeah. Donnie Wahlberg for <laughs> yeah. sure. Oh, yeah. Come on. I mean, look at him. Donnie Wahlberg, hands down. Eddie Boy. Oh, man. He, he probably got all excited when he said Mark Wahlberg. But sorry, sorry, Eddie. Sorry, Eddie. You're Mr. New Kids in the Block now. <laughs> Let's, all right. So, defense. Uh, you got me on the back end there is Ryan Reynolds. Uh, my partner in crime back there would be Mr. Mike Coca. Anybody that comes to mind? Hell, I think of Mike. You think of uh, funny, short. Tanner skin, uh, big hog. <laughs> you know, honestly, I was like a Kevin Hart. <laughs> oh man, could, could oh. you imagine Kevin Hart with hockey skates, just you know, skating around, trolling people as they go? Wow, Mike, I hope you agree with that, man. That's that's uh, wow. I'm speechless about that <laughs> one, but that would be uh, perfect for our movie. That's for sure. Uh, let's go over to the other uh, defensive partners. We got Pick Niederson, and we got Mr. Balak Cleary. Why don't we start with Locke? Yeah, I mean, big boy on defense. Um, you know, you don't want to get hit by Locke. You might, he might send you to a different dimension. What, um, what about, um, I'm trying to think of any, like, famous Native American uh, actors or comedians or something like that. Um, I don't think he's Native American, but what's the guy from, uh, from Game of Thrones, Cal Drogo? Oh, Aquaman. Oh, yeah, Jason Momoa. Oh, Jason Momoa. Oh, Locke just needs to grow out his hair a little bit and get some tattoos and a, uh, what's the, what's that thing called with the, the Poseidon? Um, trident. Trident. <laughs> yeah. Yep, yep, that's Locke. Replace the stick with the trident. There you go. I see it as Locke's next Halloween costume right there. Oh, what a beauty. All right, well, let's finish this off here with good old pick a.k.a. Nick Peterson, man. You know, Nick, uh, one of my favorite guys, He uh, he's hilarious. The more I talk, the more he cracks me up, but it's subtle at first. It's very dry humor. Immediately, I thought of uh, 
Ed Helms from uh, <laughs> Ed Helms from uh, the Office. We're the Millers Ed, from. No, no, it's, that's uh, Jason Sakitas. No, Ed. What? Yeah. Isn't Ed Helms in that? I don't think so. Yeah, he's no. the. I'm talking the Hangover. Yeah, the yeah. Hangover, the dentist guy. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. I could have swore he's yeah. in We're the Millers. I could be wrong, though. I don't know. Paul could be wrong. Who knows? We're always wrong. <laughs> Bry guy, fact check that, will you? Producer yeah. Bry. Ed, definitely. <laughs> Nick, you're definitely Ed Helms from The Hangover. We just need to get you a face fat, uh, face tattoo and uh, missing a tooth for one of these games, <laughs> and you're all set, buddy. Oh, man. I feel like we should make uh, maybe Bry guy another project for him. We'll, we'll go and make like a movie poster and uh, get all of our jerseys on there, like our championship picture, and then just replace our heads with these actors that we went through. That'd be fucking I mean, great. this would be an amazing movie. Let's just be honest. You put all these guys in the same room they cannot fail oh man well that was a lot of fun dude that was kind of random as hell i don't remember why we came back on here doing outro oh yeah i did i wanted to thank bo daddy again for coming on um we kind of got sidetracked there for a little while but uh you know another solid epi boys we had uh mr sensei walsh making his comeback and uh how about this we're gonna have at the end of the epi here Sensei Walsh, segment number two. We got two segments in one episode, and he's going to end our epi with another deep thought. Paulie, anything else to add before we peace? Uh, that's it. All right, boys. Peace. Bye, bye, bye. Boys, um, yo, so if you're born deaf, what language do you think, like, you hear in your own head? You know what I mean? Like, is it, what is it? I wonder if it's English or, or what, you know? Yeah, fucking think about that shit. And that was Deep Thoughts with Sensei Walsh.